Wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. It's all for nothing if it's not all for you. Oh my goodness, I'm already stirred inside. I'm just ready to go into a posture of worship. Listen, family, before I go to my knees and lay prostrate on the floor and begin to worship, I want to welcome you to the Triumphant Show with Sharita Lovelace. I am your host, Sharita Lovelace, and I am just so happy to be in the land of the living tonight. So much is going on, but God saw it fit for you and I to still be here, to carry forth an assignment, a mandate, and to let him be lifted up and exalted here on earth. And so I'm just excited about tonight. I'm even more excited about my phenomenal guests that are coming on tonight. Um, oh, I'm not even going to say too much yet about it because when you see them and experience them, you will feel the passion of the only true and living God exude from their spirit, such humility. So I'm excited about them. But before we bring them on to the platform, I want to again formally welcome you to the show. Make sure you like, share, and follow this broadcast, kick your feet off, grab your cup of hot tea, hot water, hot cocoa. I don't know, maybe some hot coffee if you just need to stay up, but hang out with us on tonight as we continue to, to, to declare the victory of God, as we continue to speak forth his triumphant entry in this week, in our lives, in our jobs, in our families, and all that's happening with us. So come on in, tell a friend, and let's get ready just to have a a good time on tonight. I want to remind those of you that are new to the platform and those of you rather that um, have, have been coming on and supporting the and show for the last four years, God bless you and thank you so much. Um, and just to, as a reminder, we are based on scripture, 2 Corinthians 2 and 14, which says, but thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of knowledge of him in every place. And, you know, I just have to repeat that, not just on the show, but every day, because God is a God who continues to give us victory over and over again. And our motto on this show is that this is the place where victory repeats itself. Let me tell you, we don't serve a God who fails. We serve a God who lives. We serve a God who wins. We serve a God who is triumphant. We serve a God who loves, who forgives, who's non-judgmental. When we fall down, he picks us back up and brings us back into position. Once again, he puts us in alignment with his will as long as we are surrendered and willing to move forth in his will and not our own. So I just get super excited about that. Hey, because so many of us, through our life, we've fallen short. Come on, maybe earlier today you fell a little bit short. Okay, yeah, you fussed at somebody or you said something you should have said or you did something. But you know, we serve a God who, um, you know, we say our Redeemer lives, right? He lives. So he, he, he's, he was nailed to the cross for our sins. And so all that is gone. There's no condemnation. Glory be to God. And so now it's our time to show and demonstrate his miracles, his signs, his, his wonders as we continue to operate in the gifts and the talents that he's called us to steward. Amen. Amen. So listen, I'm excited tonight. I'm going to bring on our guests. Before I do, I want to share with you a little bit about this. Make sure you're telling a friend right now, pick up that cell phone, text, text your mama, text your cousin back in New Mexico, text cousin back in Ohio. 
Go ahead and text um, your, your homegirl from school back in Arizona. I don't know. Tell a friend, tell them to come and hang out with us on tonight so that they can um, also experience the triumphant platform in the spirit. Amen. I don't think it's by accident that many will watch and listen, not just today, but on because God really, truly uh, wants us to be in a place of victory in our mind and how we move forward and know that we will get the victory even when it looks bleak and even when it looks like we don't, you know, he, we just serve an awesome God, a real God and a living God. Amen. Isn't that good news? Oh my gosh, that's such good news. Well, listen, without further delay, I want to bring my guest in. There's so much to talk about with them. I don't even know if we're going to have all the time, but that's why I want to get to them right away um, because I just love what God has been doing in their life. I love their testimony. I love their story. Um, I met them um, as we both we all experienced being um, dope women in media. So shout out to the Spin Awards. Um, and just so excited that that also gave me the opportunity to connect with like-minded, like spiritual beings um, that will continue to carry forth um, the messages of the gospel across the earth. Did you hear me? Across the earth, not just on our platforms, across the earth. Glory be to God. I'm excited. So tonight we have with a sister duo, Alicia and Whitney. Listen, these two beautiful women of God, they're worship leaders, they're songwriters, they're authors. Um, they have their own podcast. We're going to get into all of that because you want to follow them. You want to just sit at their feet and glean from them. Um, and you probably want to book them as well. So stay tuned. Um, they're speakers who have a passion to connect others to Jesus Christ through equipping them, love that, equipping them to cultivate a lifestyle of worship. Um, in their early 20s, their father did pass away uh, from cancer, but because of this, because of this, um, their sustaining source and passion came from these gifts of being going into worship, of writing, of being an author. There's so much more. We're going to get into that because I want them to share it directly from their heart. They have traveled throughout the United States and beyond, um, inspiring and equipping others to cultivate a deeper relationship with God. I just love that. Um, they, there have been humanitarian efforts in Honduras, um, in Tanzania. Uh, they have a nonprofit we'll talk about, Keep It Global, uh, which birthed forth in 2019. Uh, they have a music library that we're going to talk about uh, that is flowing uh, with just an anointing and a fragrance of his holiness. I love it. Uh, one is called Core, um, a portrait of worship. Um, and there's three newly released singles. Um, and we're going to talk about even the song that we heard at the opening of this broadcast. Um, what was the name of my song? I have it. Uh, All for nothing. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Beautiful, beautiful sound, but we'll talk about that. Um, but they have a passion for all of this to write songs and to write books, really to equip, to educate. Uh, we'll talk about their weekly podcast. They have one. One is coming up higher. Whitney really recently started hers for the singles. Woo Beauty of becoming. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but we'll also talk a little bit more about their books as well. Alicia has a book, Reset, Recalibrate, and Restore. The name alone just draws me in. Whitney's Beauty for My Ashes. Oh my God. I'm, I'm just so excited for them on tonight, but I want them to be the carriers of this word that is oily um, with an anointing and, and just hear from their hearts and family. I want you to meet them for yourself. So without further ado, family, I'm going to bring on to the triumphant platform on this awesome night, this triumphant entry week, Alicia and Whitney. Let's bring them in. Hey, Hello. woo! There 
I'm so go. glad to be on the no. show. <laughs> Listen, welcome to the Trapper Show. So happy you all are here. Um, I think I just get excited reading the bio. I probably can just keep reading it and just enjoy that and glean. But I know that there's people that want to hear and see. Um, so we just want to get and dive in a little bit deeper to um, everything that's going on. So welcome everyone that's listening and watching on tonight. Um, these awesome women of God. Listen, let's start off by talking a little bit about before all this. Let's start off in terms of let's talk about where you grew up. What was life like for you at home, you know, with family, et cetera? Um, let, let's, let's start there for a minute, whoever wants to start. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, we are sisters. And so <laughs> um, we grew up in a musical family. Um, our dad was a pastor, part and full time. And um, our mom, a worship leader, singer. And so um, music uh, and, and church really was the foundation of, of our childhood. And, and so just through that, we love to sing, love to harmonize. And that was a passion of ours. And, you know, life wasn't always perfect. Our parents ended up getting a divorce and separating and, and, you know, there were some difficult times through that, but a common thread for us was writing, um, was worship. Even in, in the hard times, it was, it was just leaning on the gifts that God had given us to sustain us through those storms, through those, those rocky times. And, and he did, I'm, I'm glad to say he did sustain us. And, um, and we grew up in a town called Rockford, Illinois. It's about an hour and 40 minutes West of Chicago. And, um, and yeah, so that, that was kind of, kind of where it all began. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a, yeah, a common theme you're going to hear tonight, just through our story is how through the difficult times, like that's when, we really um, met with God in a, in a way that we never had before. And just even starting at in our young years, I was about 10, she was about 12 when our parents got divorced. I remember that was about the time really when we started going to a, a Christian school that had chapel services and they started introducing us to more of like the contemporary Christian worship stuff. And I just remember that's when like my heart ignited for worship. And I think it was for you too. Uh, just realizing like, this is my safe place. This is my safe haven when everything around me is unsteady and, and I'm, I'm unsure of what's going to happen next. I know I can go and meet with God through worship. Yeah. And so that's um, something that's God's always been faithful to meet us in that place. Wow. That, that, that's amazing. You know, as you're talking, it makes me think about how God equips us for the call, even when we don't know anything about what's going on. You know, so many times people think, you know, well, God, you know, he's equipping me because I'm going to seminary or, or I'm, I'm doing this, or I'm in this class or this study, but there's a different kind of equipping that people miss out on. And that's the life their life and the things that they go through where God actually allows that to be part of their tool chest and preparation for the call. You know, yeah. would you say that at those young years, because you all were young, that you were actually being equipped for a call you knew nothing about and or did you have experiences where God showed you that at some point you would be in the place that you are today? Yeah, there were definitely signs of <laughs> of what God had in store for us. I think that's honestly with everyone, just whatever your giftings and your passions are, they come out when you're a child because it's in, innately in you yeah. and, and life hasn't happened and all the doubts and disappointments or hurts haven't necessarily happened. And so they we just kind of are free to express ourselves when we're in you know a safe environment and everything. Yeah. And so that's that's how it was for us 
when we were younger, of course, we would always sing, sing around the house and dance and things like that. Yeah. But there's even a picture Alicia's posted on social media before of her, or video, I guess, of you were about like two years old. Yeah. Was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our mom has the big tape recorder <laughs> and uh, Alicia's just banging on the piano keys and then just sticking her little hands up and just worshiping the Lord. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it's so sweet. My mom's singing a song and Alicia's just pounding on the keys and worshiping the Lord. So there was that. And then I know for myself, I, I just loved to get take like when my family would go out to eat or something i'd be like i'll stay home and i would get the camcorder out and then i would put on little concerts and i didn't even play the guitar then but i'd take my dad's guitar and act like i knew what i was doing and <laughs> uh, make make videos it was cool we had this keyboard that had different sounds on it and so there was an audience applause <laughs> as one of them and so i'd literally have it like on the floor and i'd stick my foot on it and be like thank you Roxy. you know and the applause is going crazy <laughs> look I love, no, I love that, but because some of us, we have some stories we don't want to share about yeah. being home alone. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I have, like, there's proof everywhere. My family has videotape after videotape. So I'm scared for the day I get married because I think my mom's going to pull it out. <laughs> right, right. I love but, it. Yeah, so I think there's definitely traces throughout our childhood of just what God had in store for us, but we had no idea what that would look like or what it would mean in the future. And honestly, just go, growing up and, and going through some difficult things and just kind of getting in the real world, you know, kind of thing of just, we need to do something that's secure and safe. And, and so we never thought that this could be something that God would use us in uh, at, at the capacity that he is. And so it's just, we're honored <laughs> because yeah. it literally just fell, fell in our laps. I would say we didn't plan for this, but God, God knew. And we're so grateful for how he's prepared us throughout the years. Absolutely. It, it, it truly is a divine creation of how he put things together for you, for you all, and for you to be able to share how that all happened. Um, as you got older, kind of how you begin to talk about you, we did experience the passing of your father through cancer. Let's talk about that period of time for a moment, because so many times um, there are people that may question God or lose faith or lose hope. Um, how did you all handle that position and how, let's say, uh, share again, how that played a role, your father passing of cancer. And again, I'm sorry, um, but how that propelled you all into where you're at now. But what were those emotions that you went through? Did you struggle? Were there challenges spiritually and through the flesh? You know, let's talk a little about that. Yeah. You know, um, having come off the wings of being in a broken family and, you know, in your teen years and then in your early twenties, your dad tells you, you know, he's got a cancer diagnosis and it was on a Monday. And that night he was rushed to the hospital, intubated and just in a coma for the next four days before he passed. And so wow. I think it's important to note that it was just sometimes those storms, sometimes those difficult things, just like it's one after another and if we don't lean on the father, they can compile and they can turn into bitterness. They can turn into um, a lack of faith or mistrust in the Lord and all of these things. But there was just, um, you know, we we believed when those four days when my dad was in a coma, um, yeah. you know, we believed, we fasted, we prayed. We, wow. I, I, we, we were saying, Lord, you could raise him from this bed. I know the doctors and nurses are just saying, 
you know, we're just buying time kind of thing so that the whole family can get here. But Lord, we believe that you could do this. And, yeah. um, you know, even after he took his last breath, I was like, Lord, I, I know he's in the morgue, but like, I believe you could raise him even then. And so that was, that was like the approach that we took from it. Um, and, and it was, you know, we just prayed into it. It's, it's all we knew how to do. And when that didn't happen, we had to just put our trust in God and just say, you know, it was for our dad's good and we know where he's at and we wouldn't wish him back because he's healthy and healed and and whole. And we believe he's interceding for us, you know, in that cloud of witnesses. And I, and you know, we, when Jesus spoke of the kernel of wheat that must go into the ground and die so it can produce much fruit. Um, We know he's talking about Jesus and, and, and the sacrifice he made, but that was also a physical representation of what happened with our father. He, he was so gifted and an author and a speaker and preacher and just loved people and impacted so many people. He had over a thousand people at his funeral. That was just the legacy he had. And, but he was that kernel of wheat that went into the ground. And because of that, the fruit that has been, that the Lord has been able to produce in our lives, it um, really pushed us into our destiny and what we were supposed to be doing um, at that time. And, I often say we just felt like we were, you know, like the psalmist says, under the shadow of the Almighty, underneath his wing at that point. And there's a certain place of peace that you don't fully get to understand unless you walk through difficult times with my God. Um, You know, he 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 says that he'll he'll comfort the brokenhearted. And and unless you've been brokenhearted, you you don't experience that comfort that he gives in that way. And so underneath the shadow of the almighty, we began just processing that grief, processing those emotions. And he would, he would allow us to do it through song. Whitney began teaching herself how to play guitar and she knew about four chords and, (laughs) and he would give me lyrics and from scripture or just things that he would speak to me in the secret place. And we just began writing and that became just a catalyst for our healing, but we didn't know the ministry he was birthing in the process of that grief. Yeah. And I think it's important to note too, that, you know, as, as Christians and as we, you know, we've talked about, we grew up in church and our dad was pastor, like all these things, like we, we still had questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Alicia said, we did everything that we knew to do and it still didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. And that's a really hard reality to face when you're a Christian and you serve a God that can do something. Come on. But then maybe he doesn't in that in that moment. And like Alicia said, we fully believe that this was it wasn't necessarily what was good for us. It was what was good for our dad. But yet God turns these situations and, you know, for our good if we but we have to allow him to do that. And and so I know for me, it was just like seeing him take his last breath and just be like, okay, God, like, what do I do from here? Where do I go? Um, Because. I, you know, I, for me personally, I was going to school for business and marketing and I was going to help my dad with degree and, you know, do all of these things. And like my plans and I know her plans just came like crashing to the ground. And we had the opportunity in that moment to be like, all right, God, I'm done. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, life has been hard. Yeah. We prayed, you didn't show up. I'm done. But we just came to this place. And I think an important part, God's really spoke to me a lot over the years about just building a legacy with him. 
and how when we walk through things with him, like that's just building our legacies with him. And that's building our history that we can draw back on. And so I knew who God was for me through my parents' divorce. And so I, I held on to that when my dad passed through. I didn't understand the situation either. And I didn't understand that divorce, but God got me through it and he brought purpose through it. And so I could draw back on that and I could draw, you know, times where I was rejected or felt out of place, but yet God, you know, took care of me and covered me and helped me. Like I had those experiences to draw back on. And so I just want to encourage listeners out there that maybe something has happened that hasn't gone the way that you thought it should, or you prayed and the opposite happened go back and, and draw on that history and that legacy that you and God have made together because he was faithful then and he'll be faithful again. And it didn't make sense then, but he worked it out for your good. And he'll do the same for this situation if you allow him to. And I remember being in that hospital room and just saying, okay, God, like, I don't know how anything good could ever come from this, but if anything ever could, it, it'd be through you. Like you could do it. So whatever, whatever that is, like I'm willing let's do this. Like, let's do it together. Um, right. And like Alicia said, that just began the process of that kernel of wheat, that seed that went in the ground, but birthed a harvest. Um, that was just the beginning of, of the ministry. All the things that you read off earlier and that we're going to talk about later in the show, like that all came from that seed going into the ground and that hurt. And that was hard. And that's been one of the most difficult things we've had to walk through, but so much life and so much healing has, has come from mm-hmm. that and so listeners just like keep keep moving forward keep drawing and if you don't have that history with God yet uh draw on other people's stories draw on our stories stories from the Bible uh because God is for you and he will help you through whatever it is that you're going through amen yeah I I love how how you both are explaining the situation from the passing of, of your father um into how the, the the emotions you took you you experienced but also what you did tangibly and i want those of you that are listening tonight to really be encouraged and i say this because so many people that have been drawn to walking with the lord or grew up with the lord or grew up with church that tragedy hits home and things fall apart and they begin to doubt god but when i hear you talking it sounds like you understand that you've been serving God. I've been serving you, Lord. We've, we've built this, like you said, legacy together. But I'm going to just keep praying until something happens. And if that something is you taking my father, there's still going to be a purpose behind all of this. Yeah, yeah. And I pray that someone tonight just grabs hold of that baton because so many people, especially in this day and time here globally, you're seeing or experiencing the atmosphere of friction or tension or some tragedy maybe even from the global pause two years ago, etc. But at the midst of that, God is still birthing and pushing and planting and placing, you know, but our mind has to be right. And I, and I love how you talked about your growing up. It, it, it sounds like family. And if you, if you're just tuning in, you all grew up, you know, there were some things that happened with, with mom and dad at some point, they separated and, and divorced, but you began still that foundation of being in a place to learn who who is God? Who who is Jesus? Who's this friend they say I have? They say what a friend to have in Jesus. Who's this friend y'all saying I have? What's no. he like? But you've been able to experience him. So now at the stage of your late twenties, when you got was it your early twenties? I think he passed. You were able to implement those um, to realize that yeah, he's been a friend by your side all along, even if it didn't go the way 
you would have liked it to go, but at the end of the day, it went according to his will and got still got the glory. And he actually pushed you into something great and new, and there's more to come. Because you all have traveled even since uh, this has happened. You've done traveling, you've done teaching and equipping, you've done so much. Let's jump a second, and I probably will jump back into that travel. Because you all have been able to go go and do things um, in, in another country. Let's pull, let's talk about that a minute. Um, humanitarian efforts in Honduras and Tanzania, and talk about the nonprofit as well. Because I want people to understand how ministry did not stay at home after that. Ministry still sprouted out. And that's what a seed does. Its roots sprout out different places. When we plant it and that tree grows, those roots sprout out and they take hold. And so God is God has sent you so many places. Well, I, I don't I'll, I'll let you all say all the places or, or the place or whatever. But talk about that international ministry part for a moment for the people to know how God still moves in your life beyond you can ever imagine. Yeah, yeah the international aspect actually was another dream a childhood dream, you know, of mine. I remember being in sixth grade and we had some missionaries come and speak to our class. And I was like, man, I, I really would love to go do that. At the time I wanted to be a nurse. And I mean, even went to college uh, two years for nursing um, before the Lord changed my path on that. But um, I just remember being in sixth grade and just dreaming of going to another country and helping children. And whether that was in nursing or whatever capacity, and just sharing the love of God, that was, that was instilled in me in sixth grade. And actually before my um, dad passed away, he introduced me to a man who had um, an orphanage in Honduras and I was 20 and in college. And I just felt the Lord telling me go to Honduras and I didn't have a passport. I didn't have, you know, the finances to do it. I was a college kid living on my own, you know, and, and, um, but but I said, okay, Lord, I only had a few months to, to get it all together. And just one thing after another just fell into place. You know, my passport was supposed to take a month or two and it came in two weeks. And then, you know, people were donating my way to go. And, and before I knew it, I was on a plane to Honduras and um, helping at an orphanage there on a short-term trip. And it was just like the Lord... I always say he he used those kids to help heal me um, of a lot of my childhood things that I hurts and issues that I had dealt with. And through that, um, I came back and was like, Whitney, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and Whitney yeah. was the opposite. She's like, I'm a homebody. Like, I I like the USA and I want to, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to travel to other countries and eat, you know, all other foods and all this stuff. But um, she she saw the change that it did in me. And so um, she came on another trip and then we had already had a trip planned um, about six months after our dad passed away, our, our third or fourth trip to Honduras. And we still decided to go because we knew that um, when you're broken and you're hurting, sometimes we can become so introspective and why, why did this happen? And, you know, and, it, and it's not benefiting anybody. <laughs> it, right. It's good to have time with the Lord by yourself, but so much healing came to us through putting ourselves out there and helping other people. Like, you know, we witnessed children walking barefoot on garbage dumps and just so that they could get some food and just different things like that, that you witness that, um, 
the Lord just kind of spoke to me and I was like, wow, it's not my own little world anymore. (laughs) It's not, it's not Alicia's own little world anymore. (laughs) Like there is so much, I mean, even in the States, there's so much suffering. There's people that are going through abuse and children trafficked and just all of these things. And it's just like, I can't, it can't be all about me. Right. And in the scriptures, it says pure religion that the Lord finds true and holy is taking care of the orphans and widows in their times of need and not letting the world corrupt your heart. And um, and I was like, man, if that's what true religion is, I want to be a part of it. (laughs) Somehow, if that's what the father calls true religion, then then how can I be a part of it? And so we named our nonprofit Keeping It Global with the tagline it's not our own little world anymore. Mm -hmm. And a portion of our music sales, when we go out and minister to places or, you know, whatever comes into um, Alicia and Whitney's uh, ministry that we, we put that towards helping kids um, locally, like through foster care, but also we sponsor kids in Kenya and India right now. And so that's, that's where it was really birthed. And since then we've also gotten to go to Tanzania and um and do missions work there as well so yeah that's awesome have you all growing up ever felt the challenges of feeling different from your peers at at the younger stages of your life because you all have been walking i want to say in this fluid place of um I say fluid meaning I want to say of worship of, of, of just being saturated around God of learning the gospel of, of taking hold of his word. Have you felt challenges and differences about that? There are some people that struggle with that, you know, in terms of, you know, I'm a teen or I just I'm just not going to college and I want to do this and this and that. But here God is moving you differently in your life. Have you all had those things happen. I want to help somebody. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because not only we always looked older than we were. <laughs> so that was always a thing. You know, we always felt awkward about that. But then, yeah, definitely. When you we all I believe we're all called, but not everybody answers that call. So when you answer the call, that really does alienate, alienate you in a lot of ways, because not everybody, not everybody will understand why you're seeking God the way that you're seeking him or, you know, why you want to go to so many church services or, or, or why you follow, you know, live your life based off of what the Bible says. And so I remember there were a lot of lonely times I had personally in in school because it's like I had friends, but they weren't, they weren't always on the same page as me, you know, and then when you put on like the difficult things that are going on in your life at home or at school or whatever, uh, you know, and turning to worship and turning to God, like not everybody, not everybody did that in those times. Right. And so, and it was interesting. Our, our great grandfather, our dad's grandpa uh, was a pastor as well. And wow. our dad went to him one time and was just, they were talking about just how lonely it can be at times. And our, our great grandfather, Noah said, you know, Mike, there are going to be times where it's just you and God. Mm. And I like I've held on to that because there have been yes. times where it's just like, man, I just feel like it's me and God doing this. Telling and that it's it's a lonely place, but at the same time, like that's the foundation you build on, you know, because then now now God has added some amazing people to our lives. Spirit, right. you know, of course our family's amazing and yeah, and then spiritual parents and just best friends that are now that are on the same page that are walking with yes. us and and mentoring us and helping us and we're getting to help mentor and stuff. And so 
it's it's been a blessing but I, I believe when you do answer that call you do have to come to that place where you're okay with the times where it is just you and god and realizing that god is enough and mm-hmm. and of course he's he's designed relationships and it's not good for a man to be alone and things like that. And so he'll bring people into your life, but having that foundation of, of Jesus, you are enough and you're, you're my focus. You're, you know, you're my soul desire. That's a, that's a thing that when you answer that call, I believe that's a test that kind of, we all go through. Yes. is, Is coming to that place where God is enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you have to be okay with being misunderstood Come on now. And come I on, had to come to that point, you know, and in my teen years, I can't say I did everything perfect. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah. I operated out of woundedness and just yeah. said, skip it. I, you know, I, right. I want to do this or that, you know, right. and so I don't want to paint a picture that I, I did everything right. But um, yeah. as I've stepped, as the Lord has had a step out in ministry or do unconventional things like quit nursing school, quit business school and go yeah. into ministry and go the less safe route and all of these things. I've just, he's, he's just had to help me to, to um, be okay with being misunderstood and and be okay. If you can't emulate someone else's path, because when you're, when the Lord is calling you to do something new or break new ground, whether it's in your own family or whether it's in, you know, media or your church or your job, what, you know, whatever it is, yeah. Um, forerunners and pioneers have to cut through a lot of brush. They have to right. make their own roads with the Lord and they have to, they have to understand that you're going to have to make decisions with the Lord um, step by step <laughs> because, a- because, you know, there's, there's that, there's that one quote in the, in the Bible where it says, cause you haven't been this way before. And, and so the people around you often aren't going to understand it, but that's when that, that one-on-one connection with the Lord, that, yes. that intimacy with the Lord in worship and reading his yes. word and knowing his voice, um, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Um, yes. That's when that really comes in handy because like Whitney said, there are times when it's just going to be you and Jesus my God. and, um, and you have to be comfortable in that and secure and who he's called yeah. you to be. And what he's called you to do that sometimes your own family's not going to understand it. Come on now. Sometimes it's just going to be you, you know, believing in the dream on your own. But, um, but when you're in communication with him and you know what you're doing is in his will for your life, there's a grace to do it. It's not always easy, but there's that grace. Yeah. And that releases you when you realize like not everybody is going to understand the vision because that's your vision that God's given you. Like that's the baby God's given you. And so of course, not everybody is going to see that right away. Not everybody's going to understand or know, but so just have that, that release of just like, it's okay. Like, it's all right that people don't get it because God specifically gave that to you. And I think back, our ministry has been going since about 2014, 2015. And like everybody believes in us now, but it wasn't like that before, the right? Everyone's like, "Oh, it's cute, you're doing that," but like, what else? What else are you doing? You know, right. like, right. Um, and so, just an encouragement to y'all that are out there that are starting, you know, opening a business or going for this degree or writing or whatever. Like, just keep at it because everybody may not believe in you now, but if you keep at it and you're consistent and just keep pursuing God. Then eventually everybody's going to, or most people, you know, will, will support you and, 
and finally catch the vision. But like Alicia said, sometimes it's just you, <laughs> you and God. And oh my God. Just keep at it. Yes. Let me tell you, and family, take hold of this. This is the language of a worshiper. They are speaking the vocabulary, the <laughs> language of a worshiper. Because only can a worshiper truly sometimes understand the depth of how God still keeps you. When you go in that place and you're reminded, or when you go in that place and you realize it's that intimacy intimacy with him, that even when no one's there, he's there. And that he's the one that brings out whatever he needs through you, you know, and that he's going to keep you and that he promised never to leave nor forsake you. These, This is the language of the worshiper. worshiper. It's the testimony of the worshiper. It's the excitement to know that when God has called you to a place and a position, he will hold it together until you get it together. Amen. And that's what happens when we begin to understand who he is um, in that intimate, private place with him. And we study it, but we embrace it because that's just what we want to do. We, we love it. But he takes it and he unfolds it and pushes it out into the public eye so that they too can understand and see the demonstration of what happens and what comes about when we worship a king mm -hmm. goodness grace That's mercy good. love happiness yeah. prosperity you know, all the above you know we get excited our gifts make room for us but it starts in that place of understanding who he is and and just like you all said reading his word and and being okay being misunderstood and being okay you know by yourself and yeah we may fall down but we get back up and we get back up in that quiet place with him that secret place with him you know and then whenever he pushes it out all we are is again that instrument oh yes yeah, the language good. of the worshiper family if you're listening and watching whether it's tonight or another night i pray that you grab hold onto that and keep going with whatever god has you to do whether it's in like whitney said whether it's in you know corporate america business school whatever it is just hold it together hold it together because God sees what's happening. And with that said, that that totally, I know that's a California word, that totally, okay, that's <laughs> totally, that, that, that totally really reminds me of how your music is has such an undercurrent of worship. I mean, even when I was listening to All For Nothing and the, and the lyrics to it, I wanna talk about that, but go into your music album because you guys have an album called Core, um, A Portrait of Worship. And, and we have some other singles and family, stay with me tonight because we're, we're gonna end with another one of their amazing songs. But let's talk about the music because because I believe that through that place of worship, uh, there's a different sound that comes forth to the people. And it's okay. It's great to have gifts and talents. But when the spirit of the true living God comes and drops upon it and he rests upon it and he He gives us you know, utterance and, and things happen, it releases a different sound that really captivates the, the people that need to hear and, and see. And it really brings forth the change. Let's talk a little bit about the music aspect because... Oh my goodness, family, if you haven't heard the first song, go back at the end of the show and listen. But I want you all to share about the birthing of these songs, core, portrait of worship, um, just your music itself. Yeah, well, and it's so interesting you talk about the sound. You know, God is always releasing a sound. before. A lot of times before you see something, you hear it. If that's an airplane or whatever it is, you know, the sound travels first and then you see, okay. see the thing come, you know, in the, in the physical. And that's something that's been really interesting to just watch play out with God is, you know, when you talk to people that are professional songwriters or, you know, been in Nashville or like done that stuff, a lot of times they have a formula or they, mm. you know, we're going to sit, sit down and knock out like X amount of songs. And that's, you know, 
that's great. Like I'm not, I'm not downing that, but for worship and just for, for the music that we're releasing, right. we, we tend to live it out. We tend to write out of what we we're, we're living in. And it's been cool to see how God's like woven that together to just be like each, each album we've put out, we haven't specifically like, Oh, we're going to write based off of, of this topic or whatever. Like we've just written out of what God's been doing in our lives in that season. And it's so cohesive and it's just been beautiful to see how God's done that. And our first album is core, like you were talking about. And those were the songs that we wrote after the passing of our dad. And those uh, are the ones that when we were up at midnight, just processing through things, journaling, or I was bugging Alicia in her room with my guitar, <laughs> like <laughs> lyrics for this melody. Uh, those are the, 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 the songs that God really ushered in healing into our mm -hmm. lives um, through that. And, and a friend of our dad's heard, heard our songs at, at one point and was like, we have to get those recorded. And that's actually how our music ministry began. We had no, we were just writing these songs to process through this ourselves, right. you know, through wow. our life. And when a, a friend of our dad's heard it, um, he had ties with Nashville. And so we were able to record our first album in Nashville. And it was all about going back to the core of who God created us to be, because that's what, that's what that rock bottom was for us when we lost our dad, all of a sudden, everything was stripped away, everything that we held on to, everything that, you know, we thought was going to happen. Like, it was literally just like, okay, God, what is it that you want to do with us? Like, before before we were wounded, before disappointments came in, before, the divorce, before yes. you know, all of these things, rejection, like, who did you design me to be? Who is that little baby at the piano playing? You know, who is yeah. that girl putting on concerts at home alone? <laughs> like, right, right. Take us back to that original intent. And so that's what those songs yeah. on our first album core are about is just going back to the core of who God has created us all to be. And, and then in our second album, it's called a portrait of worship. Uh, should talk about that. And so Portrait of Worship really just as we began to grow in our gifting and, and just grow and it wasn't so much about us and our, our hurts and our needing healing and our grief and things like that. But Portrait of Worship kind of takes the focus onto him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, in the Psalms, you find both types of worship where David's lamenting and saying, God, this and this and this is happening. Enemies are against me. I'm, gr I'm grieving. I'm hurting. But you, God, are mighty and awesome. I lift my eyes into the hills to whom my help comes from. And so the a portrait of worship really uh, was birthed from a vision of we were in a prayer time. And I just uh, I saw as we were worshiping, just color bombs in the spirit were just going off. And Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this is what I see when my people worship. Mm. And so from that, just a song of the Lord came out and just said, let my worship paint you a beautiful picture let my life be a work of art that you'll never forget, God. And so that that album's um, a portrait of worship for that reason and, and just songs that just take you into the dwelling place, take you um, into the inner courts and, and, and just at, from the outer courts of needing yeah. <laughs> it to be about me. And so um, and we're currently um fundraising for our third album and we're really excited about it because it's just it's it's just another part of the journey mm -hmm. and we love to write out of encounter and I think mm -hmm. that's the thing when you write out of encounter with the Holy Spirit and when you write in that from that secret place 
people can have an encounter when they listen to it. And it's, yes. and it's co-writing with God. It's not, yeah. I'm going to sit down and I want to write a hit song. That's not, that's not our, our motive right. or anything like that, but it's just like, wow, Lord, you bless me uh, in, in our, in our worship time at home, sitting at the piano and, and yeah. you downloaded these words to me or this, this thought, whatever it is. And I had an encounter and I'm bawling at the piano or I, I feel like yeah. Know my identity in Christ more because He bestowed that that message on yeah. me, and so if I can be a mouthpiece and go help someone else and let them say, "Wow, that's my song. That's my heart cry. The Lord did that for me." Um, that's really the heart behind why we do what we do. Yeah, and our saying that we say all the time is just, "We don't want to entertain. We want to help people enter in," and so mm. that's our heart behind every song that we write is this is a place that we've gone in the Lord and we want you to come with us. Yes. <laughs> I'll take you there. And, and so that's what's beautiful. Our, our mentor, Debbie, our spiritual mama, she told us a little while back that she's like, I just see this trilogy of albums for you girls. And that, you know, you had the first, and I think we were working on the second at that time. And she's like, there's going to be a third and that's going to take people into like a new place and a new identity. Wow. And our, our third album is going to be called beloved. And it's literally some of the most intimate songs that we've ever written yeah. um, with the Lord that people will probably think they're love songs to, for like marriage, because you know, <laughs> that's how intimate it is just with like us and God. And so yes. we're excited to help take people through like that first stage of, like she said, where it's all about me or it's me coming out of my grief or these issues mm -hmm. into, okay, God, it's about you. And I'm going to, you know, worship you and give you praise to this third album of like, all right, this is a, a marriage between us, between Jesus and, and his bride and, and just that, that intimate place of really probably like the Holy of Holies, you know? And so right. we're excited to uh, be able to release this music this year. I'm excited to, to get and listen. So, so excited family. I want you to just, you to hang in there and grab on just to the word of worship, because before we end tonight, I'm, I want Alicia and Whitney to, to tell us um, what happens in the place of worship. I'm going to let them do it. Okay. This is good. I get to just hear um, and not always try to tell folks stuff. Um, I, I, I'm loving that because uh, literally when you're in that place for a period of time, things begin to happen, but I'm going to let them do that because it, it's just so much about that. Before we get to that, you all, you, you all have a passion. Of course, we've talked about this as well. Your books, Alicia, you wrote re re Reset, Recalibrate and Restore. What was the basis of that book? Um, yeah, the tagline under that book is um, my journey from um, broken to breakthrough and the lessons mm. I learned along the way. And so that's really that encapsulates what that book is about. The reset was finding myself at ground zero and grief and brokenness. Ooh. And and the recalibrate was partnering with Jesus and saying, OK, Lord, I want to build up from from ground zero Help me pick through the things that don't belong. Help me uh, to, to, to plant some things that you want to cultivate in my life. Let's pull some weeds. And because I don't want to build on a broken foundation of past hurts, disappointments, grief, right. bitterness, all of these things that um, had crept into my life. And, and the recalibration was, okay, Lord, you created me. I want to, like a computer, be recalibrated to your standard. What standard do you have for me? Because I don't want to live in, uh, at the baseline anymore of what the rest of the world's doing. And, um, and so I take, you know, just revelation life lessons that he gave me during that time. And I help the reader to, to, to um, 
take it on for their own life and, and just it causes you to think and, and what you can do in, in that relationship with God and work through your own things with him and restore is what it is to be restored into him. And one of the main themes in, in the restore section of my book is restored people, restore people. Mm. And so when God brings you out of something, he doesn't do it just so you can be happy and healed, sit in the church pew, yeah. you know, praise the Lord, you know, Lord. But it's so that you can go back into some of the darkest pits that you've been in and help That's pull right. people out good. and, yeah. and say, you can overcome because this is what Jesus did for me. And I want to help you have that exit strategy to, to say, let's work through this with the father. And I think that's a beautiful picture of what being mm. restored in uh, Christ is. And so that's, that's the book yeah. in a nutshell. Uh, I love it. And with that, connect with that, Whitney, you wrote beauty for my ashes. Yeah, that is um, actually written out of losing our dad to cancer. I just, that was, I lost loved ones in my life before, but that was like the biggest loss, yeah. you know, and I've experienced and for anyone who's walked through grief, like that's a, that can be a very scary road to walk down when you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And so the Lord just put on my heart to write a book of like all the things that I, I needed to hear, or, you know, that I was wondering questions that I had just in that initial loss of like, okay, where do I, where do I go from here? And just, so it's a, it's a short book, short and sweet, but it's just filled with the that just most impacted my healing journey during that time. Things mentor said, things that Holy Spirit revealed to me and, and just encouragement that I just want to like release people of, of expectations and timelines and things like that. And just let, just walk through this grief with God. Um, the, you know, each, each, each grief journey is unique for each person. And so just little things like that, that are just encouragement that I know encouraged me through my process and I hope we'll encourage everyone who reads it. Yeah, and, and I'm sure it is. And, and what you both are saying is so true. Family, if you're listening and watching tonight, um, we, we've just heard so many nuggets from Alicia and Whitney about their life growing up, the passing of their father, how ministry birthed through them. Um, but, but even the younger years, how God was already cultivating these gifts um, into the seasons that they're in now, the music that has been birthed forth, um, the, the books that have been birthed forth. There's just so much and the equipping and the desire of their heart to keep equipping people. I'm going to say people. It doesn't matter whether believe or not people to understand King Jesus or just to recognize coming from a place of brokenness to healing, um, being able to go into the nations and, and, and to help and to see what they can do and what God is doing there and to be an asset, you know, um, in those places. And I'm excited about it. And their foundation is the spirit of worship. As they share and explain through the different seasons of their life, you can just tell that they're saturated in that place of worship. It's evident. Um, even if they didn't say too much, I can sense it. Um, we can see it. And I think that's why God is continuing to enlarge uh, your territory and, 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 and advance your borders because of the obedience that you're giving. And because you believe that there's power um, in the name of Jesus, that there's power in his blood, because so many times people go through trauma and trials or disappointments, disagreements, and, and they rely on 
what other people think. They rely on, let me just call up my pastor. Let me call up my homegirl, my homeboy. But you have made clear, and it's even evident at the time that your father passed, that you continue to declare the works of the Lord, the works of the Lord. And I believe that in this season, in this day and time, that is uh, what we are to do as believers of the gospel. Like even when the others don't believe, we still believe. We believe that we serve a God who is unchangeable. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so for that, I'm grateful for you all and the ministry that you're doing um, for the kingdom of God. It's amazing. But you guys also have a weekly podcast coming up higher. I mean, so awesome. Everybody look back there behind them. Coming up higher. Because tonight we're coming up higher. Amen. Tell us about how um, this also came, another component of your ministry of what you're doing. Let us know about coming up higher. Yeah, coming up higher really um, is just another aspect of, of a nugget we learned in worship. In Revelation, it says, come up higher and I'll tell you um, what make, what will take place about after this, what, what you're, what's in the future, you know. And we realized in worship, that's what God calls us to do is to rise above the atmosphere of the earth, rise above the atmosphere of whatever people are around you, and let's focus on him and what he has to say and what revelation he has to bring to us. And so um, our podcast is, um, you know, based off of inspiring people in their everyday life to come up higher in the things of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we do that through conversations like we're having right now. Um, You know, Whitney and I will, the Lord will lay something on our heart and we'll, we'll talk about it and, and, or we'll have special guests on that will share their testimony of how, God brought them out of a, a, a bad situation or, you know, how they came up higher out of different, whether it was a gang, ex-gang member or someone that went through a health crisis or different things like that, just because we believe you, you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so when we um, create a platform for people to share their testimonies like you have tonight, people can partner their faith with that. And I believe, um, you know, so often we we can partner our faith with what we see with our eyes, with what the media is telling us, with what's on social media. And and we're inundated with that right now, especially in the culture we live in. And so coming up higher, our podcast is just um, a way to to just say, okay, I'm going to take time away from all the other stuff. And I just want to just spend time and and get a perspective that's focused on Jesus. Mm. Amazing. I love that. I love that family. So we're going to we're going to before we uh, wrap up the show, going to find out how we can watch and support coming up higher. But Whitney, you um, have a new podcast. A beauty of becoming right for the singles yes, yeah the single ladies okay. <laughs> yes so i'm a single lady and uh that's just god really put that on my heart i do you know desire marriage and a family one day and stuff but in the meantime yeah <laughs> god uh god's really worked with me on just like well what are you gonna do now you know how are you gonna occupy in the space and the time that i have you in right now so I've, I've noticed growing up in church that there's a lot of ministry for the young kids and the college kids and then married people. And right. but sometimes when you're when you're past college age and you're single, right. you know, there's getting older like, like hello there for you. And, you know, sometimes I know I know Christians mean well, but 
they can also they can often make singleness seem like a bad thing or you know something's wrong with you because of that or this is just like a season to get through so that when you get to marriage but god's really challenged me of like no i have so much for you in this season right where you're at nothing's wrong with you this is my plan for you and so just learning what is an abundant life as a single person look like as a christian uh, because it's uh, living a single life as a Christian is a lot different than living a single life in the world. Right. <laughs> and so, right. you know, just how do I, I live a life that glorifies God and that makes the most of this time that he's given me. So that's why I, I started this podcast. The Lord put on my heart just to build a community with women who are in that same situation. Uh, right. may, you know, there may be an age difference, but we're all like in that same boat of just I want to make the most of this time that God's given me, whether it's a short time or the rest of my life or whatever. And yeah. so we talk about topics that are really just um, relevant for us, whether it's about contentment or, um, you know, just how to hear the voice of God to find, know what your purpose and your calling is. Uh, just to, even some, there's going to be a fun one with my mentor, Debbie, about dating in your 60s and 20s, because I'm in my 20s and she's in her 60s. Come on, Miss Debbie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, she had a beautiful 40-year marriage, and um, he passed away a couple years ago. And so just kind of like just having that fun, but yeah, gut-level conversation of like, what is it like to date in your 20s and 60s? So it's a really fun fun, uh, podcast. I encourage any single women uh, to definitely tune in and listen to. (laughs) So Alicia, Whitney, tell us when we can hear those podcasts again. I want to make sure everybody got that. Yeah, so we um, you can listen to them on any platform where you stream podcasts, so whether that's Apple, Google, Spotify, all those things. Um, and right now we are working on season three for coming up higher, so you can access season one and two, uh, you know, through those platforms. And then coming up, or uh, Beauty of Becoming is well, I'm on my first season, so every other Tuesday you can tune into those platforms to hear. A new episode and then we also release coming up higher on tuesdays once season three starts so mm, i'm loving it um so alicia do you ever have to like you know i don't know talk to your your little sister and say some things have you guys ever kind of you know clashed or you know when we were younger we definitely butted heads more but it was like through the difficult times god has strengthened our relationship and it's we have such a unique relationship because we're sisters we're ministry partners business partners you know and all, all spiritual these, sisters spiritual like, sisters yeah. and and so, yeah, there's times that, and, and also we're, we're oil and water, like personality wise, <laughs> any personality tests we take, like, you know, Enneagrams, like we're not supposed to get along, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the beauty of, of walking with Jesus. And when you allow him to, to be in a center of a relationship, whether it's, it's sisterhood, business, marriage, whatever it is, um, he, he takes things that don't make sense and, and help help mm. them make sense because that's really, he's used our differences to make our ministry what it is today. Mm. And we, he, he knew we needed each other to, to be what we, what we're doing today. And, and we bring those different giftings to the table. And yeah, there's times where, um, you know, we, we encourage each other and there's times we'll be like, okay, this is, this is something that you're doing that, you know, isn't, isn't what, like, you're better than this kind of thing, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we've learned to communicate 
really um, a lot better through the years instead of like how you grew up communicating <laughs> it's like, right. and take those old ways into the yeah. new into the new season that God wants you to have and so we've definitely worked through some things but um yeah. But I'm I'm blessed to have her and yeah, and and good. just blessed yeah, that the Lord's allowed us to take something you know from from a broken childhood from yeah. grief and and right. get to do what we do today. So absolutely, and and thank you for sharing that. I'm the youngest of five, so I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I have two older sisters and two older brothers, and I'm just like, can y'all just accept? I'm just a different one. In the <laughs> <family>. <laughs> so thank you for for your your transparency with that mm -hmm. and sharing that. And hopefully someone who's listening or watching even tonight, including my brothers and sisters, will, you know, grab something and we can we can keep moving forward in this thing called life. So thank you, yeah. Lord be to God. Um, I, I'm just excited and I just I pray that that there's been, I know that there's been a deposit of worship in and tonight. We sometimes we take that word, or some people may take that word a little bit, uh, maybe either carelessly or we're so used to it. You know how you get, it's like a common word or whatever, but truly, truly worship is just really part of, it's a, it truly is a lifestyle. Let me just keep it 100. I want you to share how we can continue to follow and support you, but I want you all to give a final word in terms of being in that place of worship. You shared wonderfully, beautifully of, of, of just nuggets of your life, the encouragement, the inspiration. You truly are kingdom equippers. And I pray that every platform you go on and every place um, your voice is released to that people are transformed and that they receive a seed that begins to be implanted in their spirit and that God will just grow it because of your obedience to him. But I, I want you to share with them just the greatness of worship, what it does, um, you know, and, and to bless somebody tonight that maybe is not a worshiper or doesn't understand how powerful it is. You know, um, those of us that teach in that place of worship, we get it. We even fall off track sometimes. Hello. But at the same time tonight, I just pray for the spirit of worship to be released into the households on tonight, onto people, onto families. I pray for the spirit of worship to be released in, in the sound of songs and instruments and, and the way people preach and teach the spirit of worship. Go back into the temples and the churches, wherever you're at, whether you're virtual or whether you're in a building, that the spirit of worship begin to take control and transform and transcend our minds and our thoughts and be the place where God can truly live where we can truly see evidence in the manifestation of his miracles and his signs and worship and wonders. Um, so Alicia, Whitney, give us a final nugget. You know, I don't care if you take one minute or three minutes, whatever, just of, of worship, that key thing. I don't want to leave tonight without it coming from your, your anointed, you two anointed vessels um, into the atmosphere so that we can bless those that are listening and watching and viewing from afar. Yeah, I think one thing to take away and to remember is worship is a connection point. Mm -hmm. It's a connection point with the Father. And if you go back from Genesis, you know, into Revelation, but the Lord is always desiring communication with his kids, whether it was mm -hmm. through sacrifices or, you know, different things, whatever it was, it's David in the Psalms or, you know, whatever it was, he, worship is a connection point. He inhabits the praises of his people. Yes. And some of you say, well, I'm not a singer. I'm not a musical. I'm not this or that. But worship can be in setting the atmosphere of other people's music. It can mm. be when you what you put your hand to work to. But 
if when once you realize that he inhabits the praises of his people, that means when we are in worship, we're in close proximity with him in a different way than we are in, in, in any other point of our day, in any other point of, of going about our lives. And so when we realize and set our focus that we can help set the atmosphere for our home, for our workplace, driving yes. on your way to wherever you're going, That's right. if you can set that atmosphere in worship, then it just totally shifts your focus. It shifts mm. your mindset. It, it, it shifts the peace that's within. And so that allows you to take that atmosphere into the other arenas that you go into. And so um, if you're feeling distant from God, how do we, how do we get close? We get into the closer proximity and he's given us the roadmap in worship to get there. Yeah, that's good. I just reminded of, of John 15. That's a beautiful chapter to to read, especially when you're thinking about worship, because it's talking about God being the vine and where the branches, <clears throat> you know, how we, we to remain in him. And we actually, Alicia wrote a song out of that, Remain, if you look it up. But yeah, just how God is our life source. And that to me, that's like worship. <laughs> when I, yeah. I face my life in worship, it's like I'm connecting to that vine, to that life source. And that's literally what gives me life. And I notice when I feel depleted, when I'm acting crazy, when I, you know, <laughs> not thinking straight, like it's typically because I've been disconnected from that vine. I'm not yes. getting my nutrients. I'm not getting my water. I'm not getting all the things that I need. So look at worship as that life source that, that when you start losing that light, when you, you know, start feeling disconnected, go back to worship and let that recalibrate you. Let mm-hmm. that recenter you. And there's, it's a, there's a beautiful verse in the Old Testament. I can't remember which book, but it talks about how God wants to rebuild the tent of David mm-hmm. because the tent of David was where they worship 24 seven, like David yes. was out of his funds, like paid for them to just pray and worship 24 seven. And I find that verse so beautiful because Solomon built this majestic temple that had all this gold, that had all this decoration that was, you know, just breathtaking, but yet it's the tent of David that God wants to receive. Come on. God, God sees more value in that tent than Come on. did in that temple. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you all just that's God, that's God's heart is, yeah. is just to, to be in that worship and that communion and that connection with him. And I want to share one last thing. I know I'm probably yeah. going over my, no, it's okay. Head, it's okay. But it's okay. The last, in the last like month or so, I was in my worship time and I just found my mind drifting because, you know, as worship leaders, we get to go on different stages and lead. And we love leading people in worship. Yeah. because, Like we said before, like we've gone to this place, like come with us. It's amazing. Yes. And, but my mind kept drifting from my personal worship time, just on my living room floor to like leading worship on different stages and stuff. And sometimes God will give you visions and, and things like that of things to come. But this was more of me just kind of escaping where I was at and just feeling like, well, this isn't enough. Like, I love that feeling of I'm on stage and worshiping and stuff, but Holy Spirit directed me and was just like, Whitney, the things that happen when you lead people on stage would not be possible if it wasn't for what you're doing right now here with me. Mm. Really, which moment is more important? And I was so convicted. I'm like, you're right. Like this, I shouldn't be daydreaming about that. Like I should be daydreaming about this because this is where you empower me. Like this is where the anointing comes that breaks the yokes. Like this is where the revelation comes so that the things that do happen on stage, they happen because of this moment. Yes. Really reprioritizing like that really. And I know it's a common saying that's, you know, it's said a lot, but like 
what's shown in public is like what you do in private. Absolutely. And so, you know, don't worry so much about the public display. Just stay focused in on him and, and that worship time. And what God wants to be done in public will be done. Yeah. Uh, you just focus on that intimate time with him. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's it right there. It, it, and I pray and I know that somebody tonight was blessed by that. Just by the totality of um, what you all shared and gave from your heart, the transparency um, and, and just the different areas that were touched on. But at the end of the day, going back to that intimacy with the Lord um, to me is, is foundational, you know, going back to that. And I wanted to make sure that we wrap things up understanding that place, hearing from you all, um, because even even with briefly witnessing your testimony, someone told me I was having a bad day and they say, you need to go back into your place where you were doing a lot of worship and that was your dance. And so um, I, I was like, wait, yeah, you know, you know, wait, I haven't been able to do much pandemic came or whatever. And so I got convicted, like, wait a minute, my, my offering and my sacrifice was worshiping the Lord through the dance. And so, um, he'll convict us and he'll tell us to go back Alicia to that core, you know, go back to that first of that foundation where I shifted you from there to here. What were you doing? And how did I cultivate that? What gift was that? Let's go back there and let's, you know, go back and, and rebuild that again or be reminded again. So I'm excited. How do we follow and connect with you, with you all share all of your social media platforms um, and, and, and let us know one more time so that we don't forget the music that's coming out, um, the third album, Beloved, um, but just share with us that real quick. And, and family, we're going to play um, another song as we close out the show tonight after they share their final word and um, anything else you want to share. And of course, how we can stay connected with you. Yeah. One of the best ways to stay connected is through our website. It's aliciaandwhitney.com. We have all the links to like our podcasts and even we have like merch and our music you can do digital downloads or if you still have a cd player <laughs> uh, you can buy it I do. <laughs> uh, so that's a great place also uh social media so we are on facebook and instagram as um, at alicia and whitney so we're always posting our like where we're going to be next because we do Perfect. have you know events that we play out and things like that we also have a weekly thursday night facebook live at 7 p.m central called the dwelling place and that's just a time of unscripted worship where we will come in with one song that we know we're going to do. And then literally for the next 45 minutes or hour, like we just let Holy Spirit take over. Yeah, there have been some very powerful times and people log on and we pray for people, too. So there's a time where people can type in their prayer request. Yes. Just a really, really great time. You can listen to our music anywhere where music is streamed. So you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, like all, all those good places. Uh, just look up Alicia and Whitney. Okay, fantastic. Alicia, did she do okay? Sharing yeah, everything. She covered it all. <laughs> that's, she's, that's her gifting. She's the business tech one. So I let, I let that. You let her, you're like, you go ahead. Do that. <laughs> I typically answer that question. <laughs> I love it. You all are amazing. I'm so grateful for you. We went over time, but it was so well worth it because I don't know when I'll be able to grab y'all again because I know God is doing some great things for you. I know the people are blessed and will be blessed as we listen and hear. And I just pr pray that God just blesses you both with overflow as you continue this journey in the in, in the ministry. You're definitely kingdom influencers. And I love how you're equipping people along the way. You're being transparent um, 
and truly, as my mother, my biological mother said um, in the chat tonight that your father is smiling on you. I believe your, earth, your, your spiritual father is as well. And, and our Lord King Jesus is smiling as well, um, saying, well done, well done. So thank you all for coming on tonight. It's been an honor. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Apostle Srita, for having us. And I know meeting at the Dope Women of Radio. Yes. Uh, sit next to you. It was just that instant connection. You know when like God connects you with somebody, like mm -hmm. it's that kingdom connection. There's just like that heart yeah. drawn. It's like, man, I feel like I've known you for longer than since October. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, I know. Appreciate yeah, your heart mm -hmm. and uh, your heart behind doing this and serving him and all the other Amen. things you do. And so Thank you. Thank Amen. you for your yes. <laughs> Amen. Thank you all so much. It's a pleasure. Well, look, I'm going to pull you all off and pull your music on. Uh, yes, mom. My mother said y'all come back. Oh, <laughs> Please, right. We love to. <laughs> love to, mama. Well, <laughs> to thank you on our show, too. Yes. <laughs> um, and thanks to everyone who listened and watched tonight um, on the show and those who will listen and watch. Thank you so much for supporting. Again, family, if you want to be a guest or know someone, um, that has a triumphant story like our awesome guest on tonight, they can send us an email at sharitalovelace at gmail.com. Um, and also shout out to all of our listeners and viewers and subscribers. Keep subscribing to S Lovelace TV. S Lovelace TV, we are growing that. We meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. Every last Sunday of the month at 9 a.m. for Global Overflow Empowerment Hour. So make sure you come in on Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Remember, this is the place where victory repeats itself and the year of the breaker. Yes. Glory yeah. be to God. All right, Alicia Whitney, I'm going to pull you off as I pull on your song. And um, everybody, we are about to listen to Chasing Me Down. Here we go. Mm -hmm. 